Christian E's Hot Topic. You heard the voiceover. That could only mean one thing, Jared. What? It's a hot topic. I think you swallowed your tongue. I'm not positive. Not going to need that. I don't need that at all. <laughs> what do you need that for? Hey, welcome back to another hot topic. This is going to be short and sweet today because honestly, Jared and I, I think between the two of us, we may have a quarter of a brain. Not even. Traffic will do that, won't it? Oh, my word. Here's here's what oh, I'm afraid of. Oh, my word. I'm afraid somebody's going to listen to our podcast for the first time <laughs> and then pull up this episode and be like, <laughs> wow. Not only was that not about anything, I am now dumber and they may the say, are those guys them. high? Because, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, today my brain is I'm just... I'm high on life, Dan. Uh, me too, brother. High on life. Heading to Eden. Yay, brother. The endorphins from a sweet day in the office are mm. almost too much to handle. Mm. Hey, let me ask you something, Jared. As you run through your your cultural references, my millennial friend, anything that right now that you're watching on television, that you're listening to, whether it be cassette or 8-track... Um, or watching something on a, in a VHS capacity that you are really enjoying culturally right now. Let's really get into the culture. Right? You know, what? we just found uh, an 8mm reel um, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Is, Is that it what really? it was? Was it 8mm? Uh, sure. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a 10mm reel. 6-inch reel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They, they don't go by the length. Yes, not it's not necessarily. It's not I by the know. length of the reel. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this on the television. Yeah, it's the you know width what we of the just tape. Did? Um, well, you know, we, we try not to watch a lot of TV. Oh, um, if I had know, a nickel for every time I hear that. We take The Atlantic and The LA Times oh, and really just sick. pour over those publications. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, let, let's rewind this a little bit. Are you... Now, I'm, I'm being honest. Do you... Do you do you feel it necessary to tell people as a pastor that you don't watch that you don't consume media or do you genuinely not cuz I was genuinely baloney sandwiching you okay, there. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I hear I hear that all the time from people, and for me, because it's my business, no, I'm always lying. like, I was like, well, wait a minute, what's wrong? Can you enjoy? I enjoy, I enjoy TV. I enjoy that stuff. Oh, so you enjoy the world, the lost and broken <laughs> world around us, Dan? Is that what you're saying? Occasionally, yeah. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Uh. I personally, for me personally, personally, <laughs> I can't sit and watch that. Because I'm a Christian, Dan. Okay, fair enough. Okay? So what I do is I do the crossword, but even that sometimes gets a little risque. Okay, So now I have crosswords from the book of Psalms. Oh, that's good. Psalm words. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay? Hmm. No, yeah, we like TV a lot. What we're watching, I was going to talk about a podcast I went to, and I'll talk about that in a second. But what we're watching right now is Beat Bobby Flay. Because I like Bobby Flay, even though sometimes he can be... A little arrogant, perhaps. No, I like him. Ah, so what? And I love cooking, and it's just yeah. a fun show. Yeah. And Andy loves it. Really? So we'll watch it together as a family. That's right. I let my two-year-old watch TV. What does Andy... Fight me! <laughs> Fight me! What does Andy like about it? I don't know. Really? But he's like, hey, Dad, can we watch a Bobby? That's awesome. I tried to ask Janelle the other day, like, hey, you want to watch a... Uh, hold on, I got to abbreviate this. B, B. F. And Andy went, are we going to watch Bobby Daddy? Like, oh, come that's on. hilarious. How do you know that? So like, if you've never seen the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. two cooks cook against each other, yeah. and then the best one is chosen by judges to cook against Bobby and right. win. And every right. time these other two cooks go, Andy goes, Dad, is, is Bobby going to cook? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, buddy. Bobby's going to cook. He's learning the format, He's going to do it, bud. That is so, so awesome. So we like that a lot. Yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine just started uh, oh, again. that's and right. dropping on Hulu, on a new On a new network. New network, but Brooklyn same Nine-Nine. great taste. Yeah, it new is. New packaging. It's a good show. Same great flavor. It's a great show. Uh, 
I want to talk about a podcast I just went to, but yes. tell me, what, what are you? Uh, we'll get to that. Tell me about your podcast. So um, it's, it's a podcast called 1A. It's uh, oh, yes, you, that, Now, I haven't listened to the... You sent me another one of yeah. those, but you sent me one. Tell I me what you like it. about I it, and then I'll tell you what I think of it. Every yeah. week. Yeah. And what I love about it is uh, the host was raised as an evangelical, I think still claims to be Was a that Christian. true? I didn't know that. He was raised Baptist. Oh, okay. Um, I think he still claims to be Christian. He's a practicing homosexual. Um, okay. But just does a really good job being fair. So he brings in a lot of different voices. Yeah. He, he replaced, you ever listen to the Diane Reem show? Diane Reem? I'm Diane Reem. Is that, a, is that another uh, Seriously, do lefty, not listen to is that another radio, lefty like, commie like M- NPR thing? Well, yeah, it's commie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, I don't it's, listen it's to that. It's Castro. Uh, it's out of Cuba. I thought it was Venezuela. Radio, Radio Cuba. No, I, I, I honestly haven't. I, I, you've gotten me much more hip to some of the NPR stuff, and it's not because I don't like it. For some reason, it's just never been on my radar. Oh, man, I grew up. I'm a total NPR nerd. Really? I just became a sustaining member. What does um, that mean? That means I gave money to NPR. No way. I'm wasting my dollars. Once well, I don't again, know if you're wasting it. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I like that you're kind of you're you're leading me through, and I'm I'm learning some stuff because the one you sent me, I really enjoyed. So this guy, he's super so articulate. It didn't come across that way. That's interesting because I thought he was a completely dispassionate third party. Like I wouldn't. Well, he, he does a good job of yes. that. And, yeah, yeah. and one of the things I love about the way he does the podcast is he usually mm-hmm. brings in dissenting voices. Okay. And it's not the talking heads. Like, they're not yelling at each other. They're really sincerely engaging with each other on an mm-hmm. intellectual level. And he just never lets any one side um, get a break, mm-hmm. right? So if you say something that's outlandish, he'll kind of call you on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If you're being unfair, he'll call you on that. So just really, it's a podcast both Janelle and I listen to a lot. And they were coming to California um, to do a taping. They're based in D.C. Mm-hmm. And it was on how California kind of shapes some of the ideology and politics of the nation. So mm-hmm. it was really fascinating. And what was their, bottom line it for me, what was their, what was the takeaway with how California shapes or informs the rest of uh, political thought in America? This was a, this was an interesting exception because normally okay. they have, like I said, balanced perspectives. Here they only had um, Democrats on, although they had a couple journalists on as well. Well, it's California. You can't find any Republicans. Well, that was part of it. And they yeah. were just basically admitting yeah. like, it's ridiculous to even talk about republicanism in California because it, yeah. it doesn't even have an influence, really. I mean, certainly there are right. some rural pockets, but you know, you think about San Francisco, L.A., San yeah. Diego, yeah, um, that predominates that. So they were kind of these pandemics were essentially saying, you know, typically California is a projection of where the country is going to be um, ideologically, yeah. And I think there's a sense in which that's true, right? Some right. of the things that California and New York City, to some extent, too, yeah. have pushed for have. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of spread to the rest of the country, mm-hmm. um, but then also admitting that you know a lot of the country <laughs> looks askance at California, sure, 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 and is kind of aghast at some of the politics that go on here, and sure, sure, and certainly, I mean, we have some things that are ridiculous—the new straw law and other things. Oh yeah, there's, you know, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things. I think again, it's where you know, and this gets to be dangerous territory because I think as Christians too, we have our tribes. Right. That we politically that we want to go to a lot of times and say, oh, you know, we've talked about that. But I think it's good to be able to it's be it's good to be able to listen and see. It's also fascinating to me, too, because the cyclical nature like California talking about informing like uh, it has more in a liberal fashion in the last 15, 20 years. But you look at when Ronald Reagan was governor right, here, yeah. it affected also that way because he was huge with uh, with more of the conservative movement starting here and spreading across. And now it's come back around. And it's a different, it's more of a progressive uh, movement that is dictated. Just it's, you know, it's cyclical. Everything goes around and comes around and changes. Yeah, and when California breaks off and falls into the ocean, it's not going to matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But well, the podcast was yeah, really interesting because it, it was a show that they taped. It yeah. was at the Skirball Center, so it was yeah. kind of an intimate venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they had us do this thing where, you know, it was a, a it wasn't a live taping. Yeah, it was a live taping. Um, so were they we streaming were it live? They weren't streaming it live. Okay, That's what okay, I'm okay. They were taping it with an audience and the yes. audience could participate, but it wasn't being streamed live. Okay. Um, but they would have us do this double clap. So it sounded like there were more people there. And he admitted, this is ridiculous, but they do this on Jeopardy, so don't hate me too much. No and it way. it was just really funny. So instead of clapping like a normal, we go yeah. like this. No Everybody did it, and way. it sounded like a fuller room. That's funny. So just funny, I mean, obviously our podcast hasn't yet been syndicated. Uh, well, I meant to tell you about that. The yeah. 11 million listeners that they had. Do they have 11 million uh, listeners? I think so, yeah. Oh, no, maybe it's 13 million. Wow, um, fascinating. But it's just fascinating to see like the producers there yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to get there great. someday. We're going to get there. That's really fun. I think that would be fun to do. I think at some point, too, we've played around maybe wanted to do stream this video-wise live and live do something stream. like that. Again, we're, we're, we're new. For a small fee. We're young. Oh, of course, for I a small mean, fee. $100 <laughs> a month is all we're asking. Just for a trailer for you. You just miss you know? a couple Starbucks. You're set. Absolutely. A couple Whole Foods trips. What I liked about One A that you that you sent me that that podcast that I listened to, I thought it was really interesting. Not knowing that guy, but that host was he was pretty pretty neutral in a lot of ways. What I didn't like about it, it in some ways it felt to me the format wise, like you and I have talked about this. One thing I hate about cable news and cable in general now, anything that has to do with public affairs or anything like that, it, it boils down to the seven minute sound bites. That's one totally. thing I love about the podcast, the longer form yeah. discussions. And to me, that defeated the purpose of that. And I know what they're doing, and I get the format wise, but there was it's so round robin with everybody that I was not able to get a thorough, a thorough. Uh, idea of what each person really I got a little bit but it was just like it was too split up for me yeah and also what I didn't like is I would love to see and I, I talked to you about this I would love to see somebody like you on there an evangelical who has because yeah and they, they didn't have they, a, a they, true evangelical and they never do yeah they never the ones I've listened past, to though. really yeah he has in the past who? and actually NPR is pretty good they usually bring uh, Ed Stetzer in Who's out at Wheaton? I don't know Ed Stetzer. Phenomenal. Really? He used to be president of Lifeway Research. Really? Um, amazingly He's legit. articulate. Okay. We'll bring Moeller in sometimes. Really? Yeah. So I mean, there are okay. Well, that's good. Voices. I think they could be more consistent with that because the ones I heard were all. I mean, there was some. You know, there were some things like anything that I heard that I agreed with, but. There was some stuff that was so far, and most of the things at some point, nobody said something kind of down the line. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah, it was. It went right. to crazy town at yeah. some point, you know. And I think, I think too, you're right in their demo too with the. I think with a lot of the ages of the people that I heard talking in there, I think you'd be a great. I think you'd be Listen, a great. I'll talk to you and Brian. That is way too scary. Well, Brian, I'm not scary. I'm like a teddy bear. I wouldn't ever. You guys are scary. Really? No. I okay, know. I didn't think so. Well, that's what I'm doing, culture. That's my culture diet. That's what are your you, culture diet. What are you and, uh, you and the fam doing? You know, Jill and I watched something last night on Netflix that I cannot recommend enough, and I don't know how I found it because it was not on my radar at all, something called The Ballad of... Buster Scruggs? Buster Scruggs. Is Have it you, good? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm a big well, fan Coen of... The, Brothers, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Coen Brothers anyway, but this thing is phenomenal and the storytelling is fantastic and again we've gotten away from the old west telling how how rich those stories can be like if you look at uh, it's pretty edgy but if you look at the unforgiven uh you know that um uh why am i blanking on his name now uh nicholas cage no hey come here punk make my day uh, uh pacino no <laughs> 
far. Oh my gosh, I forgot you're a missionary kid. I'm trying. I'm trying to talk to you about actors from. Uh, no, uh, he has the mule out right now. He's 80 years old. Direct Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Okay. Oh, yeah, see, yeah. my brain is totally gone. So Clint Eastwood did to me the quintessential kind of western. Westerns hadn't done in a while. Did Unforgiven. It was like, oh my gosh, it's gritty. It's raw. It's great. And this to me is a great another way to reinvigorate and reinvent that genre because we don't see it very often, and it's just a great place to tell stories. I cannot say enough good things about this. It's is it it's, a show or a movie? It's a movie made out of little vignettes. Okay. So, and they are, they range from a musical that starts it to mm-hmm. just like things that are so poignant and good. And the acting is phenomenal. Tom Waits is, is, is amazing in it. Uh, they're just, it's a who's who, but it is, it's fantastic. And it's also the kind of thing you can watch with your kids. And it's not Pollyannish. Again, like I will watch stuff, and, and I'm not a prude, but there are some stuff that after a while I'm like, eh, you know what, did they really have to go there sexually? Did they have to do that? You know what I mean? You can actually convey the same thing without having to show, like go Game of Thrones on it, you know what I mean? Right. Which like when I first season I watched Game of Thrones, I really liked. I've never seen another Christian boom. Uh, I, I like the storytelling, but but then after a while it went to a place where I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of like watching softcore porn, you know, after a while. But this thing... It's great because it can be edgy and relevant, but yet you could watch it with your kids because anything that's there is kind of implied, but it's you don't have to see it graphically, you know, right. all the way. And it's just it's it's awesome, and it's the storytelling and the dialogue, it's just, it, and the cinematically, it's fantastic. I could literally watch it every night. Oh, word! I got to see it. Oh, dude, it's great. I'm so there's so much now. Yeah, I mean, no, there's Netflix it, sends me emails now. You, you would like this, like stop. Just oh, I know. My, know. my to do list is already big in the rest of life. Why does my TV to do list have to be? No, I know. Well, I was telling you, uh, I was also watching with Jill. We watched all ten episodes of I Am a Killer on Netflix. Oh yeah, which is fantastic. And from a Christian worldview, it's great to look at it and see how we all justify things, some to greater extremes than another, uh, in our life that makes us do what we do, and then like I don't know, it, it's just. But then you look at it and like, well, other people have had those kind of things happen, and they don't do that. And how we're our propensity to lie and to oh. cover our own butts with things, and and uh, it's it's a fascinating insight into humanity. It's just it is yeah. fantastic. And then there's a new thing that I just saw today that I want to watch. It's some raw tapes, I think, from Ted Bundy. I just got an email. It's the email, the Netflix email oh, I got was about that. I got it because I guess today is the anniversary of his execution. I want to say. I think is it in June? No, no, he he's dead? he's dead. He's long dead. Um, no, he, I'm thinking uh, the other guy. You're thinking of the other guy? Oh, Charlie Manson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's dead too. He's dead too. Yeah, they didn't kill him. He just died. Man. They killed Ted Buddy. Um, I have got to get out. Uh, of you my have bowl. got to get out of the house. Is anyone alive? Jeez. <sighs> you see, um, <laughs> I love it. Oh my! And Lincoln passed. Did you hear that? Abraham Lincoln? I gotta go. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, he's gone. We were supposed to go to the theater, the Ford Theater. So yeah, together, I, would, and I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think that. Uh, I think Mary will never go to another play oh, after that. Mary. Mary. Yeah, no, but seriously, it's uh, this Ted Bundy thing, and they play, are playing raw tapes, I guess, of him uh, giving interviews when he knew he was going to die. That's and, fascinating. Oh, I, I told is. you this before, though. I yeah. When I get home at night, I, know. I need like. You need uplifting. Happy Bunny TV. Yeah. Sometimes I do, but then sometimes too, I just want something that I really. Sometimes those things sink your teeth into. I guess I don't know, but no, it depends on the night. Like last night, I was not in a place where 
I could really process much, and I happened upon the legend or the ballad of Buster Scruggs, and it was fantastic. It came alive. It was life giving, dude. It was just it was it was phenomenal. But uh, anyway, I have no long. I have no idea how long we have been going. I have no long how idea we've been going. I don't understand what that readout means. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to time right now. Okay, we're at 17 minutes. Look at us. Yeah, so we've already 17 minutes. Can you believe it? You just wasted 17 minutes of your life. That's what happens when you get a pastor and a narcissistic actor (laughs) together, and we can just talk and blow wind out of our pie holes like nobody's business. Nobody's business. Can I say pie hole on this show? I'm glad Will you, you asked the censor? The FCC has flagged that. They have. As offensive okay. to pie eaters everywhere. All right. Fair enough. The pie community really has had a problem with <laughs> the that. The pie community. You mean 3.14? That community? <laughs> I see. You, <laughs> you see that? That took me a second. Because I'm not a math guy. I caught up. <laughs> I can't go past <laughs> the second decimal point on that one. Uh, hey, uh, so what are you looking forward to to this week? Here's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. Two things. Okay, two. One? One much more important than the other one. First, it's Andy's birthday this weekend. <sighs> Three? Three. Oh, my gosh. That so kid. I'm pumped about that. He's pumped. Every time we leave the house now, it's like, are we going to my birthday party, Dad? Like, no, but. That is so awesome. Um, so I'm excited for that because he's yeah, excited for that's that. That's so good. Although the years already are going quick and I don't huh. want it to keep Strap going. Strap in, brother. Fast. It's going to go faster and I'm faster. I'm also excited to not really have much going on this weekend. That's good. Like, I think for the last six weekends, we've had some. When you preached on. last weekend, and that's, yeah. I imagine that is sometimes I want to do an episode of like the pastor prepares. What, the, well, seriously, what that the is pastor's like. Pastor's study. We could do it from my office live. That would do it live. Do it live. That would be awesome because, man, you know, I, I've often thought I see parallels again in how I would prepare something to present it. Yeah. As a performer, because there's an element of that. You want to be engaging and you want fun to walk through like, you know, for you and Brian, how you write stand up, because I'm fascinated by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, I can walk you through my Do you memorize do you memorize process. do you memorize your uh I don't. So you know the beats? Uh so I do either a detailed outline or a manuscript. Oh really? Um, so you actually then, write the whole thing out. For me that exercise is helpful. That's awesome. Because it, it that way I have a couple days to think through where I want to go. Okay. For me, flow is really important. Yes, yes. Um, and if I don't do that, it feels a little disjunctive in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I try to get flow. And then um, I don't memorize it, but yeah. I kind of get a sense of, of where the flow is going. I don't have to stare down the whole time. And when you say flow, are you talking about the gal in the progressive commercials? Or? Yes. I get a sense of flow. Right. Just kind of where she's at. Right. Okay. I just, and yeah. she's, she's my true north. Right. You know, so when I can, when I know Join where flow is, yeah, me too. Uh, then I feel she's great for me personally. Good, I feel good. Good. All right. I just want to make sure we're, our references are the same there. Uh, all right, Jared. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks Dan. for listening to our hot topic. I want to thank you for being here too. Well, thank you for thanking me for thanking you. What a blessing. <laughs> he just thanks for listening to this he just closed it with the blessing Christianese I love it hey guys we are so stoked to continue to bring you this show um, if you could give us a, a review and a few stars on uh, on Apple on iTunes that would be great uh, we're looking forward to some fun shows coming up in the future uh, thanks for being here and thanks for listening to our hat bye Hot Topic.